Good morning, this is Eileen of Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. The last few weeks, we've been talking about fasting and the spiritual discipline of fasting as we move into the Lenten season. The Lenten season is an opportunity for us to really examine our current walk of faith. It gives us an opportunity to set aside our busy schedules, set aside our priorities, and really think through what it means to be not only a child of God, but a servant of God also. So today, what I'd like to look at is one characteristic which is important for us to examine. And that characteristic is obedience, obedience. Our scripture for our lesson today comes out of 1 John 2, 3 through 5 and reads, Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly, the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. Obedience. Obedience is submission to authority. And when we think about obedience, we usually think about disobedience. Is obedience an outcome of our faith walk? Or is it the means by which our spiritual maturity is accomplished? Conversations about obedience seems especially appropriate for us during Lenten season. As believers, we have committed to the Lordship and authority of Jesus Christ. How well are we doing? Lenten season presents a space of time in which we can answer that question. It is also a time to identify those things that keep us from our obedience to God. Accounts of the apostles and other great writers of the faith give evidence that obedience plays a major role in our faith walk. Obedience is a constant theme in the writing of the Apostle Paul. He speaks of it, uh, many relationships in which we are asked to offer our obedience. This includes in be obedience to our family, as in Ephesians 1, 6, 1, that says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Between a master and a servant, bond servants, obey your earthly master with fear and trembling. And your civil government, putting uh, God's elect and knowing that we are to follow those who God has put in place for us to follow. In his letter to Christians living in the first century, the Apostle John teaches us about genuine faith in Christ through that scripture that we read in the opening. The great 17th century English preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon had to say this about obedience. 
Love is the chief jewel in the bracelet of obedience. Love is the chief jewel in the bracelet of obedience. That obedience which is not voluntary is disobedience. For the Lord looks at the heart, and if he sees that we serve him from force and not because we love him, he will reject our offering. You and I will be willing to do what God tells us, as God tells us, when God tells us, because God tells us. But only strong faith will be equal to such complete obedience. Though these views come at varying times in biblical and church history, their message is still the same. Obedience is an expectation for all believers. It is a response of love, and it is not an option. Of course, the hallmark of obedience was modeled by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, especially as he journeyed to the cross. Jesus modeled obedience by his humility, in his faithfulness, and in his submission to God's will. That's a wonderful model that we can incorporate every day as we evaluate our obedience. Are we faithful? Are we humble? And are we submissive? Jesus humbled himself as a deity by shedding his blood for our sins. Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. That's Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Jesus' faithfulness is seen in his unflinching commitment to the cross. In Hebrews 5, 6, 7 through 8, it reads, Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things he suffered. So he said that God himself humbled himself. He was faithful. And of course, he was submissive. Romans 5, 18 through 19 reads this. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteousness act, free gift, his righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. The Greek word for obedience is hubla, which means attentive hearkening, compliance, and submission. It usually refers to obedience to God's will 
in a special sense, a willing submission. Unlike the animals used in previous sacrifices, Christ came willingly to the cross. He expressed his submission to God's will in the Garden of Gethsemane as he repeated, not my will, but your will be done. Acceptance of the gospel requires acceptance of Christ as not only Savior, but also Lord of our lives. We no longer live for ourselves, but we live for him. Paul wrote, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Peter wrote, so as to live the rest of my time in flesh, no longer for human passions, but for and by the will of God. Through obedience, we learn to have the same mind of Christ. Obedience is faithful, humility is shown, and our submission to his will. While the world encourages defiance and applauds noncompliance, Christ offers a different model for living. Through Christ's obedience 2,000 years earlier, he changed the eternal outcome of all who live for him. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Once destined to an eternity in hell, we now are partakers of eternal life. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's worth our love, our devotion, and our obedience. Remember, our opening question, is obedience an outcome of our faith walk or is it a means by which our spiritual maturity is accomplished? The answer is It's both. And if you would like to begin a new relationship and establish a relationship with Jesus Christ and be able to follow him in obedience for his love, his faithfulness, his humbleness, that he would die for our sins, you can do that this moment. Go to our website, itwministries.org, and click on the invitation Um, tab and follow the instructions there. It's as easy as saying, Lord, forgive me for my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and I would like to walk in obedience to you. That's it for today. Please share this podcast with your friends and family and we look forward to you as we continue this conversation on obedience. We look forward to being with you next week. Share this podcast with friends and family and have a great week in the Lord. Bye-bye.